This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite mini-sode. The mini-sode episode. That you are listening to in your car. Or at work. Wherever. Treadmill. Um, cemetery. Doctor's office. Mowing the lawn. You're getting your teeth cleaned. You're getting your feet cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting your cat cleaned. <laughs> You're getting your bat cleaned. This is a lot like Sesame Street. <laughs> and that's... We also wanted you to know that this show is brought you to you today by the number nine. But stop letting your kids listen to this. Yeah. What's what wrong you, with you? This is insanity. All right, this I, is the mini we reach you your fucking stories. You know how it goes. I just want to say this. I, uh, in recording our full episode, we do it all at once. I bit my fucking tongue and cheek so hard with my new tooth that my beautiful dentist just gave me. Oh, you're not used to having a tooth there. I'm not. I had broken a tooth. It had been broken for a long time. I was pretending it wasn't real. Yeah. Living in a fantasy world, trying to come out of that fantasy world. Yeah. Went to a dentist to get it fixed. He is the most beautiful man in America. It's got to be rough. You sent me some photos of yourself in the chair. Where it's, it's just like not cool. Compounded how you look, which is hilarious because you've got like <laughs> stuff on. Compounded knowing that the guy, the fucking guy on the other side of the camera is like gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's so weird because the first thing they do, it's like, you know, a fancy dentist office where the first thing they do is make you put on a pair of Oakley blades. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, they're going to do some kind of thing and it's like to protect your eyes sure. where I'm like, can I not wear these yeah. or could I get a cute pair of cat eye sure. versions? Like, like I didn't. Can I just <clears> wait till he sees my eyeliner that I did for him today? The eyes are pretty much all I'm bringing to the table <laughs> these days. Can I keep these exposed? Oh, no, I can't. No. OK, well, then Shame. definitely have him put on glasses with microscopic lenses Ugh. so he can see up close into my filth mouth. <laughs> What are we talking about? That's some people's fucking fetish. That's <laughs> true. I sent Georgia the hilarious picture of uh, all the shit uh, in my mouth as like, I was like laying in the chair. It looked like your mouth was about to have a C-section. Yes, <laughs> because they put in a huge dam uh-huh. so that none of the stuff that they're like, because they keep pulling all the silver out of my yeah. teeth and replacing it. So they want to make sure you don't swallow it. Sure. <laughs> it's ugly times. Uh, in a Beverly Hills setting, it's not good. So anyway, I, with my new tooth, just bit as my <sighs> tongue. Now I have a weird speak, speech impediment. And with that, I'm going to go into our first Minnesota of this episode. Okay. And I'm, uh, reading this first, even there's so many choices, Stephen, but this one I picked because it says found diary leads to graveyard mm-hmm. hi all i love the podcast i'm always impressed that you're able to make us cry laugh and cry cry in the same episode Aww. i heard on the last minisode a call for interesting found object stories so here goes a few years ago i found a set of diaries <gasps> from 1921 to 1957 stop it what dream written by a farmer from a tiny town in kansas who wrote a sentence or two every day about the weather and what were Work he did or bits of info about his family and community it's beautiful it's so good it's the I, purest thing i've ever heard it's it's the best i started researching his family and as i read them 
uh, oh, I started re- researching his family as I read them mm-hmm. and eventually put together a rough family tree through census records and local newspapers and directories. Oh my God. It was such an interesting look into what it was like during the oil boom of the 1920s when oh. everyone thought they were going to be rich to the Great Depression of the 1930s <gasps> when everyone like, oh, yeah, go on. turned out to be poor. <laughs> what were you saying? You, like when you go back in time and you want to yell at them to like, no, it's yes. going to be bad. Get out of the dust bowl. Right. <clears throat> Move to California now and plant some orange trees. Yes. Okay. In one entry in, one entry in 1928, our farmers describes how a family down the road, friends and neighbors of his, was killed the <gasps> night before when their farmhouse mysteriously burned down with the entire family inside, except for the 17-year-old son who had taken the family car to the movies and didn't get home until the fire was mostly out. <gasps> The murder was never solved, partly because the cops assumed the son had done it and spent all of their attention and resources creating that narrative and getting him to confess, which he eventually did after hours of nonstop questioning, but later recanted. Is that the right word? Whatever. (laughs) It's written. They never considered any other suspect or scenario, even though the son was eventually acquitted. I became so interested Mm -hmm. in in the farmer's small town life that I drove to Kansas from my grandmother's house in Iowa to see the church that his father had helped build in 1899 oh my God. and the nearby graveyard where the farmer's family and the murdered family were buried i asked at oh i arrived at dusk just as the sun was going down and there was no one around for what seemed like miles so i let myself into the graveyard gate it was surreal just slowly walking around and reading the names of, on the gravestones like these people who had been fiction were suddenly there in real life i recognized the names of the families and the neighbors all around including including the headstone for the murdered family. I had brought them some flowers, which I placed and then thanked the farmer for keeping his diaries. And then I started to get spooked the fuck out and kind of walk jog back to my car. (laughs) I still have the diaries. And although the farmer turned out to be a real asshole in the fifties, I'm glad I saved them. (laughs) Keep up the good work. And SSDGM Jessica. (laughs) Jessica, be my best friend. That was such a good twist to room. I just, man. Jessica's at home right now going, Oh, you already are my best friend. Who Um, the fucking thunk, like, when he was, like, what an incredible. I love people who fucking think like that. Yeah, it's great. She went there and did that and brought them flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that movie starts in the last diary before the 50s diary starts yeah what happened where he turned what life event and at the same time back when then we switch back to modern day the movie goes back and forth she's leaving the graveyard it starts fucking pouring rain she has to hide out in a fucking barnyard turns out it's the fucking uh you know one of their barnyards it's haunted it's one of the many barnyards you know what i mean yep Oh, it's man. a haunted barnyard, so there's ghost chickens. Yes. And there's ghost geese. <laughs> ghost geese. Ghost geese just try- hissing at you, trying to bite you. And what we learn at the end of the fucking day is that time is a flat circle. It Time is the flattest of circles. I mean, I got, I got called flat chested in high in elementary school, but this is flatter than that. You're supposed to be flat chested. I know. <laughs> That's what I always said. But apparently fucking these wasp girls were not. That's disgusting i'm doing great you are you're fine now (laughs) look at you all right this is called uh that time i gave my best friend bad advice but she ssdgm'd anyways okay hi karen in georgia a few years ago my best friend moved into a cute little apartment building and immediately made friends with all of her neighbors oh she's one of those 
Yeah. Congratulations. You're not weird. <laughs> Most of her neighbors with a U, by the way. So she's probably. Mm. Uh, we're really cool. You are weird. <laughs> we're really cool. <laughs> that was so condescending. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just wanted to acknowledge it, you know. <laughs> uh, but she did get creepy vibes from one of them. He also happened to be the caretaker. Oh. Uh, so anytime there was a problem, he was the one she had a call to fix it. Green jumpsuit. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Nope. Nothing's wrong. No. Everything. It's that that sink just fell off the wall yeah. for other reasons. I love flooding. It's, it's how I, it's how I want it. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he had to do a bunch of repairs on the building and asked her if she would like to be his assistant. No, thank you, sir. That's what she should have said. But. She was a bit hesitant at first because her gut was telling her not to, but she really needed the extra cash. So she ended up agreeing to it. Wait, I'm sorry. How old was this person? I don't know, but she's okay. living alone. So Okay, she's an adult. It's not, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. Kid, it's not a kid, kid stuff. Okay. When he uh, Even when he asked her to meet him in the middle of an alley, despite the fact that they both lived in the same building. Honey. <laughs> Poor Steven. Leave that part in. Okay. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's when you go, oh, my God, you know what's crazy is we're going to go to Hawaii and not, I'm not going to be here anymore. Right now. Goodbye. Yep. The night before the scheduled work day, she called me to ask if I thought she should still go. Well, I didn't think she should have agreed to working with him in the first place. I felt that she needed to do the polite thing and honor her commitments. Honor with a U. This is straight out of fuck the UK. What is this? Is this from some kind of a, a nun's convent? We don't honor your goddamn commitments. You don't owe anybody anything. Especially not with a U. Honor with a U. <laughs> They're in the UK. That's right. I convinced her that she still needed to work with him the next day. Mm. I love that this chick's like admitting. Yeah, she's being very candid yeah. and I respect it. The next morning she called me again. This time she was hiding under her covers in her bedroom while the creepy caretaker was banging on her door and peering into her windows. Mm. She listened to her instincts instead of me and decided that nothing good would have come from meeting him in that alley. A couple days later, he was arrested for kidnapping a young woman from a grocery store and sexually assaulting her. Holy shit. When the police went to investigate his apartment, they found uh oh, <laughs> his ex-girlfriend who had been assaulted and tied up. <gasps> shit. The guy's rap sheet was a mile long. He'd previously done time for kidnapping, rape, and even escaped prison at one point. Oh, my God. I am so thankful that my friend was able to listen to her gut instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked politeness, stayed sexy, and didn't get murdered. Love the show, you guys. Thanks, Mac. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
The subject line of this email is the time my mom had a chat with the Unabomber. Absolutely. <laughs> Read this to me. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and company. I Perfect. love it. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for sharing your true crime obsession with the world as someone who requested the first season of CSI on DVD for Christmas at the age of 10. <laughs> oh my God, I love you so much. <laughs> I have a long-standing interest in all things crime and murder related, but no idea that I had so many fellow murderinos out there to share this passion until recently with until recently props to you hey thanks you too props right back to you um <laughs> from the deepest of 1991 <laughs> my hometown murder story is the tale of my mother's brush with fame none other oh, fuck my tongue none other oh. than the mathematician turned wilderness expert and notorious serial killer ted kaczynski aka the unabomber I've lived in Texas for most of my life, but when I was four, my parents decided that Montana would be a nice place to raise a child for mm. a couple of years. Mm. Little did they know this brief relocation would provide the opportunity for my mom to meet a serial killer. My mother had been working as a federal probation and pretrial services officer mm. in Helena for almost two years when on April 3rd, 1996, the local FBI called my mom's office to give them a heads up. They had just arrested the man they believed was the Unabomber. My mom spoke with the federal um, public defender, Michael Donahue. Oh, I love Michael Donahue. Mm, Donahue is my favorite show. He's <laughs> yeah, just set up a time. I used to watch Donahue after school every I did day. Too. <laughs> I mean, I saw shit I should have not seen when I was Absolutely 10. Absolutely not. Like, I saw... I've told you this already, right? I saw they had like white supremacists on their skinheads. Oh, yeah. And they were going off and being like, I was just sitting there like crying in my parents' living room going like, why well, didn't understand this existence? Why don't we talk anymore about these fucking shows that like Jenny Jones fucking who else is there? Maury Jerry Povich, Springer. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Like the show. Geraldo. Geraldo. Geraldo was trash. Ricky Lake filled. was gorgeous. Ricky Lake, they had style and Ricky they had Lake class. was uh, kitschy. Yes, there they was knew like, who they were. Yeah, and my favorite line of ever that I fucking say all the time is when it was like, I'm big and bold and I know I'm all that. Yeah. And like all these women came out and then this fucking amazing black gay guy stands up and goes, someone lied to you. <laughs> to the chick on stage. <laughs> and it's my favorite. Someone lied to you. <laughs> well, this, my favorite line was on a Donahue where after this, this horrible white supremacist bitter rant, they just yeah. look like little like devil characters. Like, they were they look so like, awful. Like insects from a fucking sci-fi movie. Yes, they're just they're just filled with hate and it was pouring out of and this woman stands up to say something and this guy interrupts her and keeps on talking and she goes hold on you need to be quiet you in new york city now <laughs> and the entire audience was like yeah it was the best oh we gotta bring that shit back yeah well i mean or not yeah. okay time and place um <laughs> we don't have to do it we have other stuff to do okay <laughs> Here we go back to where I was in the paragraph. Donahue. Right. Donahue. As a pretrial service officer, her job was to prepare a report. Is that where I was? No, Donahue. Thank you. You said it twice and I didn't listen (laughs) to you. Please trust me for once in your life. (laughs) Just listen to me. Mom spoke with a federal public defender, Michael Hot Pants Donahue, Donahue. to set up to meet a time to meet uh-huh. with Kaczynski. Got it. She <laughs> she went in early the next morning and slipped past news vans and reporters into the county jail, where she found the FPD waiting with Kaczynski in his jail cell. As a pretrial services 
as a pretrial service officer, her job was to prepare a report for the judge to aid them in making bail decisions. Basically, she had to assess the risk of Kaczynski being out on bond. Don't do it. And make a recommendation to the judge. I asked my mother what her recommendation was. And since she has unflinching integrity and pride in her work, her response was recommendation is confidential. What? (laughs) To her own child. To her own child. No, that's rad. It's like, come on. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say <laughs> that bail recommendation for the subject of the FBI's most expensive investigation wow. at the time was probably a hard nope. <laughs> My mom sat right next to him in his, on his jail cell cot, conducted the pretrial interview, the contents of which she will not share with me oh. after 20 years. I love this woman. She's by the book. Yeah. Um, she did share that the tweed jacket Ted Kaczynski Kaczynski wore at his court appearances was donated to the marshal service by her deputy chief and that the strangest part of the entire ordeal to her was all of the media attention the case received not her interaction with Kaczynski also my parents took me to a park in Lincoln Montana close to where Kaczynski was captured shortly before his arrest, obviously not aware that a mass murderer was in our midst. Sure. I asked her if she had been scared to speak with a serial killer. She told me, no, it was the opposite. She told her boss she wanted the interview and that he better not give it to the other officer she worked with. Guess I know where I get my murdering tendencies from. That's awesome. Thank you all for what you do. And of course, remember to stay sexy and don't get murdered. Much love, Mal. Mal mm-hmm. and Mac. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. I know. That's awesome. Ted Kaczynski. We don't talk about him enough. He. It's so weird when people, he is truly a serial killer, but being a bomber, yeah. he was so far away. Yeah. It, it's so, it's like a different brand of evil. It's a different flavor. It's a different category. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't think I would have been scared because that's like a person that yeah. is coming up with these terrible ideas and then executing them Totally detached. Not, especially as a woman, he's not sexually assaulting women. That's he's right. Not going after women. And also her sitting next to him. You say she, she's sitting next to a serial killer, but it doesn't feel the same way. It's not the classic definition. Right. Right. But he's still a murderer. Yep. Very intentionally. We'll do him someday. Someday. Uh, okay. Here's the other one. <laughs> this is called A Head in a Jar. Great. Hello there, Karen. This is a retelling of Silence of the Lambs. I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) It is. Ready? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello there, Karen and Georgia. I'm a newbie to your podcast, so Stephen, she doesn't know about you yet. Or the animals, don't worry. You come in episode 8, 10? Uh, I think 17. Okay. Oh. Get that tattooed. You've got that tattooed. (laughs) Uh, 17. What did we do for 17 episodes? We were just staring at a space on the carpet. (laughs) Hey, so take that out, carpet. (laughs) I'm, and then it's, and then the carpet grew Steven. (laughs) Oh my God. That's his mustache first. That's his uh, origin origin story. story. Nice. Holy shit. Someone make a fucking cartoon of that. Okay. (laughs) I'm a newbie to your podcast. It's actually the first and only podcast I've ever listened to. There's other great ones out there. (laughs) No, there isn't. I'm the only podcast. (laughs) A friend recommended it to me and I'm hooked. Hooked like writing. No, wait. Hooked like hiding in the bathroom listening while my children play and sitting in my car until the last minute before I have to go into work. Yes. What the... What has happened to me? (laughs) Anyhow, I'd like to share a story with you. I'm from Santa Rosa. (gasps) That's near Petaluma. Yeah. My family has been here for a long time, eight generations. You may have heard of the famous uh, Joaquin Marietta. Isn't uh, Marietta a county? 
Marietta County. Maricopa County? No, Marietta. Joaquin Marietta. He was a Mexican bandit or Robin Hood, depending on who you talk to. He was all around California in the mid-1800s doing whatever it is he did, stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, question mark. Uh, I said question mark. It was actually just a question mark. It was just a question mark, yeah. Rumor has it that there was a worn out on dear old Joaquin, dead or alive. When I was a young girl around 10 or so, my mother took me to our neighbor's workplace. She took me there to see the head in the jar, as any good mother would, apparently of Joaquin's head. Oh. These neighbors are an dot 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 eclectic bunch, (laughs) and keeping a head in a jar at his office didn't seem too out of the ordinary for old Bill. What did Bill do for a living? He had a, he's quote, a, workplace. He's a teacher. <laughs> what does that mean? Kindergarten teacher. He's a murderer. Uh, their family has been in the area for many generations as well. And the story was that his great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather caught Marietta, beheaded him, and preserved the head in a large jar. When we got there, the head was gone. Oh. He told us that they had to take the head to the family property and bury it as as the police had been sniffing around. What? The thing is, my mother saw that head when she was 20, so we knew it existed. She saw the jar, the head. She saw it and obviously never forgot it. She described it to me in great detail, so much so that I almost remember seeing it. And then my printer stopped fucking working. Because my printer is a fucking piece of shit and I hate it so much. Can someone recommend a printer that doesn't <laughs> fucking suck? <laughs> Shit, I didn't know. Okay. Do you have one more? <laughs> Should we let's end on that? No, no, no. There's other ones. That yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> God damn it. So now we just don't know. What if it wasn't Joaquin Mira's, Mira's I, head? It was like some neighbors. I don't you, know. We got to get the B side of that story. Shit, man. No, I love it. This is like a, this is a cliffhanger. This cliffhanger. is a classic cliffhanger. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to know? Well, then you have to tune into the next mini set. <laughs> Where we forget that we even talked about this. Where we never talk about it again. <laughs> oh, how's the book club going? Well, we've all got great intentions. Canapes. Canapes everywhere. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like this one. This is a short and, a, and an interesting. Right. The Haunting of My Dad's Van. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, all. Longtime listener and murderino. Super excited to see you guys in London in May. Ooh. Someone from London. Uh, so my ghost? dad is a builder. So London. And <laughs> seems to enjoy a crappy van, meaning he has to replace them on the regular. A few years ago, he bought a van off of a guy who he'd found in the paper, and he's a complete stranger to my dad and has no connection or ties to our family. Once my dad had paid him and driven home, he performed the usual ritual of looking for loose change down the sides of the seat. Dad, you're embarrassing us. Dad, are you me when I was eight? (laughs) I was When I discovered that you could dig around in the car and, and find loose stuff... Like, I w- it was like a whole world was open to me. I have a really big problem, a really big problem with uh, unfamiliar crumbs. Okay. I really, really don't like them. Yep. I don't want anyone else to fucking touch them in front of me. I don't want to touch them myself. I just don't. You know, like, yep. uh, impersonal crumbs. I get it. It's, like, you don't know how they got there. It's, you didn't enjoy the, the cookie that made those crumbs. Right. I get it. Um... I Whereas I love to dig my fingernails into unfamiliar Ugh, And you get them under your nail. Oh, I don't gross. like it. I don't like it. But you could get 25 cents. <laughs> no, or an old never. Bobby yeah. pin. You never got 25 cents. I guarantee it. What about one single dice? <laughs> or a die? 
Okay. So he the dad's looking for the loose change in the seats. Okay. His hand hits a piece of paper and he pulls it out to have a look. Oh my god. It's an old newspaper clipping that has been very carefully cut out and folded, and as he unfolds it, he realizes it's his grandmother's obituary from 1981. Stop your fucking face. Dot 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 what the actual fuck. Needless to say, Oh my god, no, I need a minute. Okay. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, go on. Insane. Yeah. What are the odds? Needless to say, he didn't keep the van for long, but that's probably due to the engine falling out or the exhaust exploding. <laughs> the exhaust exploding. I don't know if it's... Is that a thing? I don't know. In England. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there. Right. Um, the whole back ends of cars explode. <laughs> when my parents first told me that I that I thought they were winding me up, British. Winding me up. Uh, but their faces were deadly serious and they have the newspaper clipping. <gasps> They have it. Parents are liars, though. Um, but they have the newspaper clipping. Yeah, but they c- cut it out themselves when she died. There's crumbs, provable crumbs <laughs> okay. from 1981 on okay. that clipping. Okay. They ha- they said it freaked them out at the time. It really freaked them out at the time. Neither of them believe in supernatural stuff, but they both admitted that this made them wobble. <gasps> I hate not knowing answers to mysteries, and this one is a killer. <gasps> Again, can't wait to see in May SSDGM, Georgia from London. Oh, my God. Hi, Georgia. I didn't know we had those there. Uh, that's bananas. I mean, why didn't he do any? Di- if he were a murderino, he would have done some fucking digging, like the girl from the first story, <laughs> and found the fucking guy who had owned it originally and how he knew his grandma. But I mean, God, that's weird. It's Even so it, weird. Because what if the guy's like, oh, I don't know, it's whoever had the van before me? Yeah, then go track that guy down. <laughs> go get on your bike. It's never going to be the first one. It's going to be f- like three down the road and then you're going to be like a detective. That's sh- right. You got to <sighs> dig in. You got to be in it for the long haul. If you're going to get excited about a clipping, then you got to follow that clipping on its long path. Yeah. How badly do you want a fucking mystery to dig into? Also, that's, that's kind of easy, though. Like, not a hard one. No, but like just something that you could... You'd microfiche it up. Yeah, well, that's, that you don't want to go to the library. I don't want to microfiche. It. You don't want to go to a basement anywhere. I don't mind going to a basement, but microfiche sounds like fourteen hours of fucking fishing. I don't want to talk anymore because my tongue hurts All so right. bad. Thank you guys for listening. Send your shit to my favorite murder at Gmail. <laughs> and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Uh, bye. bye, Elvis. You want a cookie? Cookie. There it is. Oh, bye.